Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Spring Strong Families podcast, bringing you the best solutions for parents who are serious about reducing spring time in their home. I'm Ronnie Hempy, and today we are talking about non-tech gift giving just in time for Christmas, and we have our guest, Mandy Hammond. Mandy, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me today. Thank you so much. Mandy is one of our Spring Strong ambassadors. If you're interested in what that is, just um, email us and we'll let you know. But Mandy is very, very helpful in spreading the message. And um, Mandy, tell us, are you all shopped up for Christmas? Are you ready? Oh my gosh. I wish I could say that I was, but no, I'm very behind. (laughs) Thank goodness for online shopping. (laughs) Right. Does that mean you haven't started yet? Um, I'm not going to say that may or may not. You're be not going to. <laughs> okay. Well, great. Well, we have had a lot of questions in our Screen Strong Families Facebook group. Which, by the way, if you're not a member, please uh, join our group. We're having so much fun. We are all parents who are taking this screen time thing very seriously and trying to recreate our kids' childhood the way it should be. And we've had a lot of questions lately about gifts, and we have a new um, gift guide on our website. So if you go to ScreenStrong.com, you can sign up for it. It's free. It should pop up right in the pop-up that comes up when you um, go straight to the site, and you can get our non-tech gift guide. But today, we're going to discuss some of our favorites from that. But Mandy, I thought before we started on all the best things to, to think about getting for your kids. Let's start with two of the worst things that you can get. Yes. (laughs) And I would say two of the worst things that are the most, um, popular or pressuring on families to get for their children. Yes. And I am sure everyone can guess what we're going to say, but these two things are typically at the top of, um, most every preteen and teens Christmas list. And now the it's actually getting younger. I, I think now we're down into the eight and nine year olds yeah, for sure. that are putting this at the top of their list. And the first one, um, the first thing that you should not consider for your child for Christmas is a smartphone. I know. I had to I say know. it. I, I know. had to say it. So if you're listening to this podcast in the car with your kids, yes, kids, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying no smartphones for Christmas. And, and there's a couple of reasons for this. Of course, there's a million reasons, but um, one of the biggest reasons why you should not give your kid a smartphone, and, and I'm talking about just a phone in general. I mean, we love the Gap phone, which is not a smartphone, and um, that's just a talk text phone, and that's fine. But even that really shouldn't be a Christmas gift. It's, you know, remember, you, know, you I don't know, I, I don't know if you like getting gifts that plug in. Like I've always told my husband, please don't get me blenders for Christmas. Um, (laughs) But this kind of falls into that same category. It is a tool. We should not consider giving our kids a gift that at at some point, minutes after they open it, we're going to have to start restricting it and putting Mm -hmm. rules around it. Um, We really need to rethink this idea. Gifts should be things that are fun and things that we value. And while smartphones are fun, of course, for kids, they're not really valuable for their development and, you know, their brain development, their social development, their moral development and all those things. Plus, if you give your kid um, a smartphone at Christmas, the minute they open it, you will lose your child which is, of course, a foreshadowing of losing your, your kid for the next five years if they have the smartphone. Um, but another obvious reasons, a reason why is if you give your kid a gift of a smartphone, then it's very hard to take it away. And yeah. chances are you're going to have to put limits on it. So we really shouldn't give gifts that are risky and that we are going to have to take away. Um, this, this is a huge dilemma. And when parents talk to me about, well, how do I take it away? I'm doing the screen strong challenge, which by the way, everyone should look at that. That's a, a detox free detox program that we have. I'm doing the challenge. What do I do? I gave this to them for their birthday. Well, that was your first mistake. And the way you fix it is you say, honey, I'm sorry. I made a mistake and I'm going to get you something else um, instead. So don't even start with, with that mistake. And of course we should have gifts that reflect our values. Um, in so the number two thing that is on most every kid's list, at least most of the boys that we know, um, are video games. Yeah, the Let's latest, greatest system. Gaming yes. system is out. And more than likely, 
this thing costs like the phone more than my first car cost. <laughs> <laughs> right. What are we Especially all these computer. Now there's computer monitors. There's just like, there's whole like things you can go. I saw a post the other day, a mom was suggesting to another mom, Oh, just go to Costco. I think it's around $1,500 for, oh you know, this. And I just thought, what? No, what? This is what I'm saying. And it, I mean, that's a car, you know, that's a car. That's a used mm-hmm. car. I can't believe what we're thinking. I mean, I, I know I, I I, I know I've been doing this for a long time and, and I got caught in it too. And I asked my son, my oldest, y'all know my story. He became addicted so much to video games. He dropped out of college and we had lots of conflict in our home, but I remember his Christmas list. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you when he was um, in middle school, he was putting video games on his, on his Christmas list. And, and I thought I was being so, you know, on top of all this, that he actually never had consoles. My son actually got addicted to all his games just on his laptop. All right. So we didn't even have consoles in our house, believe it or not. But um, I was that mean mom even then, but I just didn't get it. I didn't understand that you didn't need a console, you know, to get addicted to video games. Mm -hmm. But you know what he had on his Christmas list when he was in um, ninth or 10th grade, it was so sad. And I still have this list. But by this time, everyone, he was already, gaming was his number one activity. This is all he did. He had dropped out of baseball. He dropped out of piano lessons. He dropped out of everything. He had video games on there. And the only other thing he had listed was antidepressants. Wow. I mean, can you believe it? This is what he put on his Christmas list. Because by then, he was so immersed and he was depressed. I mean, because every time he got off, he was depressed because there's mm-hmm. nothing in life that, you know, has that dopamine rush the way a video game does. So what are you going to do, Mandy, if you're the mom listening out there and your son has just delivered his Christmas list and it says video games at the top and number two is going to be a smartphone. <laughs> what do we do? What do oh, we man. do? Oh my gosh, that's a hard one. I mean, because it really takes, I think, the parent making, first of all, as a parent or parents, a decision needs to be made, you know, and together, like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And I guess maybe saying to your child, you know, we're not going to do tech gifts this year. We're going to try something different. And I think mm-hmm. by the time this podcast is over, everyone's going to have a ton of great ideas to replace yeah. those things on the list because the ideas truly are endless. I mean, it's amazing when you really look through our right. gift guide. I'm like, there's really so many things outside of a smartphone and gaming system. So, right. so yeah, you can't worry sense. about hurting their feelings. You can't, no. I mean, cause I mean, honestly, Mandy, if your son wrote marijuana on the top of his list, <laughs> would you get it for him? Right? No. no, I don't think we, I don't think you would. And you shouldn't, by the way, <laughs> if they wrote alcohol, Hey mom, I want some rum, you know, no, I don't think I would get you that either. So it really is that simple of a decision um, the games and, and smartphones, they're going to cause more problems in our home than, than solve problems. So I, I think the first grid that we look at when we're looking at what is best for my kids for Christmas is what type of gifts are they really going to have fun with, but also what type of gifts are not going to hurt their development? What type of gi- gifts are going to bring our family closer together, not cause arguments, not cause meltdowns. So I think that's kind of the test that we put all these things through that we're going to talk about today. I mean, who would have thought we had to do that, right? But we're in a, we live in a day and age where this is what we have to do. We have to do what's best for our kids and remember their childhood is just so short and we don't have many Christmases with them and we don't want to give them gifts that are going to hurt them. So with that, let's get started on our, on our guide. Now, if you have the guide, um, like I said, feel free to go um, and, and download it. The way that we have produced this guide is just um, something I came up with after all my experience working with a lot of researchers, a lot of occupational therapists, a lot of um, um, regular therapist. And then we, we started figuring out categories. So we've got 12 categories that we're going to chat about. And Mandy has three children. I have four children. I have a lot of experience with a lot of families over the years of what things have been really big hits and, um, and then maybe things that maybe haven't been such big hits. So we're going to try to just do a skim of this and just share some of our favorites from each one of these categories. So let's start 
with the gift of art. Mandy, what do you, what, what types of things have you, or would you consider getting for your kids when it comes to art ideas? Um, art is so great. I mean, no matter what, I don't, it, you're, a child doesn't have to be a quote artist or have this ability, right. you know, that they're just have this gift, you know, every child loves to create. So I really feel like no matter the age. And at this point, you know, my kiddos are 16, almost 17, 15 and 12, and they still love to make things. So some great ideas off the list that I know we personally love is anything to do with painting. My daughter's into painting. So um, new canvases, you know, with her acrylic paints, maybe some new brushes. Um, I love like the drawing how-to books. You can find those anywhere. I don't know if you have like a buy below store. A lot of these things we're going to talk about today. We love that store. The store is awesome. And it's in a lot (laughs) of the major cities now, but um, it's inexpensive and you can go find all sorts of art, art supplies and things, but you've got little kids can stay occupied. Just the other night, my two-year-old nephew was here and I had a little pack of stickers from, I think, Chick-fil-A or something. And oh my goodness, that kid was so busy with those stickers for a good 30 minutes, putting them on all the adults' noses and just just having so much fun with stickers, you know? So really, if your child, no matter what age they are, even for toddlers, they have special, you know, little markers or crayons that their little hands can hold on to mm-hmm. that are washable. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, let them, give them opportunities. I think that's the main thing is if it's mm-hmm. out. And I love, I think, Melanie, you suggest this during the challenge is to have, um, when you're doing the seven day challenge, have art supplies just out, you know? So yeah. what a great opportunity to build up your art supplies over Christmas yeah. and then have a place, a central location in your house where they just stay out and people can just go yeah. and make things. And my daughter is still asking me for markers, you know, yeah, and she, they love she's it. 23 years old and she loves her markers. And, um, another thing I'll just add to that is we had, we put our kids in some art lessons when they were in fifth grade and they continued to do those. And they've really learned a lot about clay. So they make Christmas presents every year for family members and their art is really coming out. And if you have older kids, I'll just suggest that you go online and get a tutorial over how to do a um, pen drawing of your house and turn it into a watercolor. Oh my goodness. I will post this in the group. This is the most incredible thing for a little bit older kids to do. And, um, it is, it is just fabulous. And the instructions are super simple and you don't have to, you know, it's tracing, but anyway, it's so so cool to have a pen and ink of your house, you know, and then you do this for your friends and everybody maybe has a house. So you can do it for all your family members and stuff too. That's cool. Art is, it grows with you. But if you have little kids, let me tell you, start it now, start that love of art now. And just like the second thing here, we're going to go through this kind of quickly here, the gift of music. Um, let me talk about that for a second, because I could do a whole podcast, which I will on music. I'll do this at the beginning of the year, how to get your kids interested in music, especially if you as a parent are not musical, which would be me. My hand is up in the air. I do not, um, I do not uh, play anything, but I learned with my oldest son that letting him drop out of his piano lessons was one of the worst things that I that we, we did as parents. And you go through this, the middle school years where they want to quit everything and that's okay. You're going to smile and wave and say, okay, honey, it's okay. You can quit when you're 18 because you're not quitting right mm-hmm. now. And once you get them through that hump, then you are golden. And right now we are enjoying the wonderful, wonderful gifts that this particular gift has continued to give over the years. Um, and so what I would recommend is look at getting a keyboard if you can. Um, they're all ranges in prices. We actually have a digital piano, which we just switched to this past year. One of the best decisions we made this year with our kids. The digital piano is fabulous. It's like a regular big piano, but it's, it's digital and doesn't need tuning. So that's the greatest thing. Um, but I would suggest even a ukulele or a, a guitar, something they can pick up right away and start playing on Christmas morning. You want to think of things they can start doing right away, but things that they can grow with. So there's all sorts of musical instruments, of course, and then um, accessories to go with all that. So music is a gift um, that that never gets old. Um, back in the day, we would give, of course, you know, CDs and all that. But today you can just give, um, you know, the, the gift cards that go so they can get music. Um, and a speaker, I think I would include in this. My 
my daughter just told me that one of her favorite Christmas gifts was a speaker that we got her oh, yeah. a portable speaker and she can carry it with her when she's, cause she loves to listen to music and we all love music in our house. And the other thing, get them, um, a t-shirt, believe it or not. One of my boys is in love with the carpenters. I know, I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> but that, that was all his doing. So last year we got him a carpenter's t-shirt. You know, I don't allow all the crazy pop stuff, but um, you know, some of the vintage stuff is really good. And I'll just add to that too. A couple of years ago, when these record players were coming back out again, they were making vintage looking ones. We got them um, way before we were even off screens, you know, but I just thought, well, that's cool. And honestly, it has been the gift that has kept giving every Christmas. They're asking for, you know, like half price bookstore or a place like that, where you can go and find these old records. And it really has fostered this awesome appreciation of all the genres and all the decades. It's really cool. Yeah. So my my son just actually found one with his own money, an old '70s system off of Facebook Marketplace, um, and oh. he grabbed it. I think it was I don't know fifty bucks or something. And he's got it all set up in his room with the speakers. Oh my gosh! And he's oh. playing records on it. So it just gives him something to do because even Spotify and things like that, where they have it all right at their fingertips, it's just it's not the same, you know, it's when they can intimate. listen to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's, so I love that, that so record idea. Mentioned, no, I'm so glad you mentioned that because, um, my son also has the record player and when we go, we love to go to Goodwill, they go there. Wow. Um, they just love to get their clothes there now because they're 16 and this is what you do when you're 16, but, um, they have records there and, you know, for some of their, um, really favorite, um, artists, they're older, you know, and mm-hmm. just getting the, um, you know, getting the actual record, um, art, you know, the, the cover, you know, the record, what am I trying to say? The packaging, the, the posters that come in there, we don't yeah. get that today. Right. No. And, um, and so I found a really old vintage, you know, album for him from the Carpenters. <laughs> so That's he's awesome. getting that this year. So don't tell him, but he'll just frame it and put it on his wall. I'm quite sure. I mean, he'll play the record, but the, the, the album covers, remember how the album art was so cool and we just don't enjoy that as much today. So that's a wonderful idea. So the next thing is the gift of sports coordination and recreation. Um, Mindy, you want to start us off with this one? Yeah. Um, this one's great because again, I mean, we've just got a huge list here. So you got to go get the actual guide. You can see all the things because it would take us too long to go over them. But this is what just keeps on giving. I mean, give all throughout the year. Um, mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. from, you know, a new basketball hoop, an indoor and outdoor one. I mean, I love one of the best things, Melanie, I remember when I first met you and you said, you know what I used to give my kids was a bag of ping pong balls and some paddles. <laughs> And just let them go at it because ping pong balls don't really break anything. You'd hope, Um, you know, and I love the idea of just being like, that was actually the best. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And well, and I've been seeing on different ads because, you know, ads are everywhere. um, They have this ping pong retractable, you know, thing that you can put on any table and make a table too. So if you don't want to just let them go crazy with their ping pong ball, you can do that. But um yeah, any anything around sports, any sort of outdoor game or um, like a hula hoop. You know, if you've got a seven, eight year old, what a perfect gift to teach them coordination. Um, any sort of, you know, footballs, basketballs, yeah. that type of thing. Um, I love on here, like we've got sled. If you're in an area of the country that it's snowing or you're going to go somewhere where it's snowing, you know, how about a pair of skis? I know on my 12 year old's list is a snowboard this year. He just wants a snowboard so bad. Um, yeah. I think that um, any ball <laughs> is a any good ball. Yep. <laughs> I mean, just pick a you ball. Can't go wrong. And I think every year your kids should get some some kind of ball. You know, just you know what? Do you remember the red kickballs growing up? The red rubber oh, yeah. balls. I mean, the, you you can't have enough of those things, right? So yeah. I I think that um, sports. We have a very big sports family, even though I'm not really athletic and. You know, my husband really is, I mean, he didn't play in college or whatever, but we are, um, we've learned the hard way that it is much better to have your kids moving than to have them on a screen. So there are so many ideas here. So the next one is the gift of creativity and imaginative hobbies. And what I want to start by just first off saying about this one, um, is that your child does need some hobbies. Mm-hmm. besides screens. And if screen time 
is their number one favorite thing to do. You know, if it is the number one thing on their list, then that's a warning flag. That's a, a red flag for a screen dependency or a screen addiction problem down the road. So your job is the coach because we coach you to be the coach. Um, you know, not the, not the nice parent. You've got to be the, the coach that's going to get a winning season here. So your job is to help your child discover what they like. It, this is not over-controlling parenting or helicopter parenting. This is being a good coach. Most of the time, kids, you know, don't really know what they like. They have to try things. And so maybe Christmas is a good time to, to start them on a new hobby. And it can be things like um, collecting things. I know, you know, when they're, they're little, that's a big deal. And even now, my kids still collect baseball cards. So if you get them a starter collection of something they can collect is really good. Um Things, uh, other hobbies like scrapbooking or fishing or, you know, photography. I think you mentioned the um, Polaroid camera idea. Um, mm-hmm. Or even teaching them how, yeah, they, they love it. Even teaching them how to do a dark room. What an incredible hobby that is, you know, to do really cool black and whites and learn how to develop that. Or it doesn't have to even be that complicated. Scrapbooking supplies are certainly, um, you can do digital scrapbooking, which isn't, you know, the best to keep them on a screen. Obviously we're trying to keep them off, but, but I can promise you that your daughter or your son is not going to get addicted to a digital scrapbooking program. I can (laughs) pretty much promise you that. Um, The other thing uh, here that we have listed for um, this category of imagination is um, like Legos. So it, it's Sam's. I'll just say Sam's right now. They have the most incredible Lego. It's, it's a very inexpensive set like $39 and there's like 900 pieces and it's a free play set. And this is what I really recommend. I recommend the, the sets that have the instructions, but I also recommend anything they can do with building blocks and Legos that it can be a free play situation. So there's a lot of things that we have listed here. I don't want to forget the dress up costumes. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that even my 16 year olds are not too old for this. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, but um, you know that movie, Napoleon Dynamite, okay? That was a movie they liked in middle school. And um, so last year, we got them, like, the wigs that went with Kip and, oh, funny. and the main character and Napoleon. It was hysterical, and they love it. And it's so funny because they went over to their friend's house, and they had their, you know, wigs on. And so we have a lot of fun with this kind of stuff, but all my kids have loved dress up. I really recommend getting them um, you know, a, a costume or something. Um, I mean, maybe, I don't know this year if I'll do any dress up for him, but um, it's always fun to think of that. As far as other creative and imaginative stuff, um, you know, getting some tools, getting a workbench for the garage, um, growing a garden, getting gardening supplies, jewelry making supplies. The subscription boxes are such a great idea to start that over the holidays. Can you think of anything else there, Mandy? No, I was just wanted to make sure we mentioned the subscription boxes because I know somebody just posted in our Screen Strong Families group. It was kind of a one-stop shop that you could just basically shop subscription boxes, but it's kind of all the rage right now. And you can choose anywhere from like one month, three months, six months, 12 months. I mean, this literally could be a gift every single month that your child's looking forward to. Um, and like this young wood, young woodworkers, super fun, gives them a new woodworking project every single month. The Kiwi Co. I think they have, I mean, you can start from toddlers, it goes all the way up to teenagers or adults. So these are great options because it really just, you have that to look forward to every single month. So yeah, there's so many great things here to get your kids. Yeah. Oh no, definitely. And we're going to talk about magazine subscriptions too in a minute, because yeah. that's, that also fulfills in that kind of um, idea. So the fifth category is the gift of strategy and critical thinking. And so I guess the first thing that comes to my mind on this one is chess, <laughs> yeah. you know, those kind of games. So what else do you think about when you think of strategy and critical thinking? Well, I'm, I'm thinking of things that I, I love the way that we kind of put this in the guide or you put this in the guide, that it's giving your child's brain a healthy workout. Because mm. when I realized what screens were doing to my child's brain scientifically, that's when the light switch went on for me. And so when I look at these games and things that we could do instead of screens, I'm like, oh, this is actually like helping their brain. It's not hurting it. So um, a lot of people love the the Think Fun games. So you can go to thinkfun.com and there's just tons of great strategy and critical thinking type of games. Um, I mean, a Rubik's Cube, 
How simple is that? What a great stocking stuffer. And um, there's all, do you know, there's so many variations of the Rubik's Cube now. I mean, there's so yeah. many different types of them. Um, Settlers of Catan or, or Catan, however you say it, we say Catan. I've heard people say Catan, but that's a fun one that, you know, you get the extender pack and I think six people can play and that's super fun to play as a family. Yeah. Um, but it's, Simple as Clue, you know, that's a classic. That's a great one. But just something to sit around a table and play that makes kids think. Um, we've got Legos again on this list because I think you just can't go wrong with Legos. They could almost be in every category. Right, right. <laughs> um, card games. I don't know, Melanie, have you played the game Nerds? I just I just learned how to play this. No. Super fun. Look that one up. But that's just with a couple decks of cards. And my boys have been playing that around the table every single day for the past four days. Oh, my and, God. Um, yeah, that's super great. fun. So card games, I mean, there's just endless possibilities for those. Yeah. And be sure when y'all get this little booklet that you read the information around it, because there's a yeah. lot of really good tips and all that we have in here. And one thing I'm, I'm looking, I don't see on this list is Simon. Remember that game where yes. um, we actually have, it's the colors and then you have to do the patterns, you know, and that game comes in a, a, a like pocket version. Yeah, and like so a travel. Yeah. And so you can travel. So if you have, you know, six, seven, eight, whatever year old, pull it out of your purse when you're standing in line at the post office or whatever. And it's, it's not electronic, but it is, um, you know, they have to do the patterns of the, the flashing lights. And of course it makes a noise. So I think that's a really cool game for their memory and all of the memory games, um, you know, are, are good for this category as well. Just, rem you know, the memory things where you do the cards and you flip them over and you have to remember where they were. Mm -hmm. So, and for older kids, um, you know, Sudoku and other crossword puzzles and all that, um, that's a really, really good for strategy. So let's talk about the gift of reading. Number six, um, my daughter just recently said that one of her favorite Christmas um, gifts is a book every year. Um, she loves to read. And I know that sounds kind of, crazy. And, and a lot of times this day and age with kids that are on screens a lot, you know, reading is the first to go. And a um, lot of, a lot of moms with boys, you know, tell me that their boys don't like to read. So there's a series of books called who, um, who was, I think, or who is, and it's like, there's 120 of them in this series and they're little books and it all goes back and it's like little mini biographies. And those mm -hmm. are, that's a really good series, um, to start with, but maybe you can start some traditions this year as a family, get a book that you're going to read together, um, as a family and read it out loud. It's okay to read out loud. Even if your kids know how to read, this is a family, um, tradition. That's a wonderful thing to start. And you can start it over the holidays when you have a little more time. In fact, you could say that you could uh, read a book or listen, even listen to it on tape during the holidays and make a goal for um, your whole family to engage in that. Um, magazine subscriptions is a really good way to get kids to learn to read. They love going to the mailbox, seeing their name on something, and then just sitting at the kitchen table and mm -hmm. reading through it. Um, you know, we still get a subscription to the actual physical paper newspaper because we like to have it in front of us, you know, out of sight, out of mind. So we li like to keep the things that we like in sight. And that's a good way to, to do that. Um, my, uh, one of my twins, when he, I think was in fifth grade, he wanted a library card for Christmas, his very own library card. And um, so I thought that was a really cool idea that he actually asked for that. But anything to do with reading like headphones and um, um, book lights. And so I will I will say that the book light that we have for our kids, it's a, we have two of them. We have one they can use on the actual book itself. And then we have a big clip light that they clip onto their headboard on their bed. That is a fabulous um, tool in our house because we turn that light on in the evening. They go up there and they just naturally want to get cozy and read a book because that mm -hmm. the overhead light is off. They have their little light on and that works really well. Um, any other thoughts on reading? Yeah, I love um, one of the ideas we've got here, stationery with, mm -hmm. um, you know, stamps and address book. Like, how cool is that to give them, mm -hmm. you know, the old school ad? I just love going back vintage stuff. You know, address books seem so vintage now. But, you know, opening, putting their grandma and grandpa's, you know, name and address in there or an aunt and uncle, friends or whatever, and getting them back to just writing notes, you know, to people. Because, again, it's so fun to get mail. So, I love that one. Mad right. Libs too. My 12 year old is all into Mad Libs. And if you don't know what those are, they've been around since I was a kid. I remember them, but you know, you write 
in adjective or noun, and then you read the story with whatever you know you put in, and that's super fun, especially for road trips or passing time waiting in a mm-hmm. dentist's office somewhere mm-hmm. or something like that. Cool. Okay, so the next category is number seven the gift of fashion and accessories. Well, this yeah. one is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we need a lot of explanation here, right? Um, and I don't care what my kids say. I have to get them some sort of clothing items, socks, underwear. You know, we got the traditions. And, you know, they still like those new things. And I love, you know, the suggestion here of like, how about college logo wear or team jerseys? You know, you can make it kind of fun or giving a personal touch with a monogram you know, just get creative with it. Right. Right. And and I think, um, with, with this, like you said, the team logo kind of things, that's really fun. Um, this year, our neighborhood group of boys, there's seven boys and they've all kind of gotten close in over the last maybe four years and they're in their teens now. And they actually, um, have a logo they designed to name their group. And so they're getting sweatshirts this year with that logo on. I just think that's so cool. It's just such a cool way to, to grow up with that. Um, so there's, there's, you know, as far as other types of accessories, um, I think um, even like a 20 bucks to go to Goodwill. I know that sounds crazy, but it's like going on a treasure hunt. And oh, they, yeah. like, they like to do that. Um, so the next one is number eight and that's the gift of companionship. And, um, this is such a cool replacement for a smartphone or a video game and it would be a puppy or a kitten. (laughs) And, um, I know that we, um, I don't know, Manny, do you have, do you have any animals? I can't remember. We do. We've got a dog. He's sleeping behind me. I'm hoping you guys don't hear him snoring. Oh, that's Um, right. That's right. But we brought him home on Christmas. Well, the week before Christmas, he was an early Christmas present about, what, nine years ago? And um, after the last child was potty trained, I said, okay, we can get a puppy. And he has been the biggest (laughs) blessing, as those pet owners know, your puppies and kitties and all of them are such great companions for your kids. And it keeps them busy, especially if you're quarantined, like most of us are, um, where we're, we're kind of stuck at home a lot of the time. What a great time to have all the time you need to give to a puppy. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, I just remember working with a family recently, probably, well, now it's probably been about eight or nine months ago and, um, they were taking the screens away. They had really gotten into some trouble. Their, their teenagers, um, and with the social media and it was really a disaster, but, um, the mom and dad were extremely neat people. And I had, <laughs> I had been over to their house and they're like, I was saying, you know what? I think a, a dog would just solve so many problems for you. And it was really hard for them because they're like, we don't want the hair. We don't want the mat. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes life just has to be a little messy. It's okay. And they ended up getting a dog and have just, are they're so excited. It was such a fun thing for them to do. And it was such a great replacement for their kids to just have something to love on and something to do, something to take care of, you know, mm-hmm. um, and when they were taking all their screens away. So I will just say word of um, advice to people who, you know, might be a little more concerned about their home and their neatness. That would not be my home. Exactly. <laughs> we have cats and um, uh, we had a dog that passed away, but um, we haven't replaced her yet, but we do have a, a number of cats and we, have they all have their personalities and it just takes on just an incredible um like fun you know little environment here in our home to have the animals because they all have their personalities and we get to I don't know make jokes about them and talk about them and they just do funny things they're very entertaining yes Um, and I didn't put you know I didn't put the the hamsters and the gerbils and stuff on this list because I've just gotten a lot of feedback from parents that just say you know what they're they're fun for about a week and then then they're just a lot of work and you don't yeah, want something that yeah I mean dogs can be work too but they also provide a whole lot more companionship um yeah so so you know but whatever whatever you think there I mean even a, 
a fish tank. I was just going to say that a goldfish or a few fish in a fish tank is still fun because you get to know your fish and you get to feed it every day, you know, and it's not too expensive. Right, right. So the number nine category is the gift of indoor family competition. Now, this is a little bit different than just from all the strategy games and the strategy games. And like where we mentioned that a minute ago, like the think fun games. I don't know if you've ever played rush hour, but that's a little game that we keep out on our coffee table. And it's almost like a handheld game because you can pick it up. You can, it's portable, but it's where the cars are all in a grid and you have to get the red car out and you have to move all the other ones around. And you can do that by yourself. This category is more about what you can do with the whole family. And one of our favorite games, which I, I, I don't know if it's on here. I'll have to look real quick is, um, telestrations. We just know. started playing that game over the weekend as well. And oh my goodness, that was hilarious. Isn't that the, I want to get it for Christmas. My sister had brought it and I it's on my list to get that them. It's so funny that, that, that you've just started playing it. Yeah. I'm telling you, I never, I never realized how funny that game was, but we have laughed <laughs> so hard over that game. Um, I, I, I mean, it's, you have to draw pictures and I can't draw. And so, you know, <laughs> my brother can't draw either. And so we just laugh so hard over his pictures. It, it brings in all this creativity and mm-hmm. it's just humor. I think, um, I think humor is what we're missing when our kids are locked in on their screens because we're not enjoying them and nobody's really having fun together. They're yeah. sort of having fun on their drug over here, but like they're not enjoying it together as a family. So this category um, is about things that you can enjoy together as a family that are, um, you know, competitive games. So even ping pong could go on here. I know a family that they have a big tradition. They have a ping pong table that is in their garage that unfolds. And so they have big competitions <laughs> and like tournaments like every Christmas. That's awesome. and they have their family members and they get really super competitive, you know, as they get a little bit older, these kids are getting more competitive. But even games like Monopoly, you know, that one takes a while. So, um, oh, and the escape room. Um, yes. So my kids just did another one of those a few weeks ago where, you know, you go out and do the escape room. That's really fun to do as a family. What else, Mandy, is there for competition for families? Um, I mean, Uno is one we always have on hand. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. That's just an easy one. And even the youngest child can start to understand that one. Um, gosh, the telestrations is so funny. That's definitely on my list this year. Um, checkers, you know, anything that has you around the table together. And I agree mm-hmm. with the humor thing. I mean, there's nothing like laughing your butt off with your kiddos. I mean, there's yeah. just nothing like it. And you get to walk away and that's a memory in their mind. And that's yeah. what I, that's just what they lack when they're on their screen. And so that's what I love about game time. So anything that kids you around the table, I mean, you can go to target and just see their entire wall of games, you know, just go yeah. find yeah. a new one that you've never seen before and give it a try. The, the one that um, I I think should be on this list is called Personal Preference, Ooh. and that's a really cool game because you play as a big group, and you pick up the cards, and you have to rank in order of the five things they have listed on the card, what that person whose turn it is, how they would rank those items in order of what they like best. Oh, and fun. that is a really cool game, and it's a little bit older game, but um, but you really get to know the people in your family, which, you know, what a concept. That's a really good idea. Right. <laughs> it's also really funny because it's like, I didn't know that you like pancakes more than you like cars. You know, I mean, you know, I thought you like, you know, you kind of, you kind of joke about things and um, it's a good way to get to know your kids and have a lot of fun. And you don't want there to be a lot of stress with the game. So if there's somebody that really does get upset, then you want to steer away from that and get more, get games that are a little more light and aren't you know aren't so stressful (laughs) because there are some games I don't like to play with my family (laughs) oh my gosh everybody gets a little too serious (laughs) yeah yeah a little too competitive that's right that's right oh my goodness um so number 10 is the gift of outdoor family fun and attachment so Mandy what are your favorites on this list oh my gosh I love this when the kids were little we would do um there was like a zoo science art museum type, you know, triple pass type thing. Um, I haven't looked into that this year because of COVID. I'm not sure what places yeah. are open or not, but you know, that's still a fun thing to do, especially in the summer, get a uh, membership to the zoo or things like that. Um, getting bikes for everybody, 
how, oh, how cool yeah. is that? You know, a family of bikes, you know, so you go biking together as soon as the weather allows it. Um, we've done in the past, given tickets to, you know, concerts, things like that. Again, just something that's going to give later on, like it's fun Christmas morning, but it's something to look forward to. Um, right. What else? Camping equipment's always good. You know, my boys are Boy Scouts and they love to be outdoors. And so I've seen and ordered a few things of that have to go around playing outside, you know, and at their little fort that they have behind our house right now. Mm-hmm. And what could help them with that, you know? And what um, are those little hammock things, the little, you know, hammocks that they can sleep in, you know, um, personal hammocks that they can take yeah. with them hiking, any kind of camping equipment. And we did get a big tent that sleeps like six or 10 or something. Although the, the tents that say they sleep 10 really only sleep five, but, right. um, yeah. <laughs> but we just use it in our backyard. So this is super fun. Um, even if you don't have camping in your blood and you really don't want to have to go and figure it all out, you can just do it in your backyard. And that's, that's really fun um, for your kids to do that. Um, you know, tickets to day trips and all that are good for, for older kids. But if you want them to open something, you know, Christmas morning, it would need to be, um, um, something that they, oh, oh, this is a good one. Um, that I just remembered cause I just saw this too. It's a web swing and it's like a big oh. disc, but it's like webbed. So oh, yeah. I'll, have to, I'll put a picture. Yeah. I'll put a picture of this on, um, in our group in the screen strong families, Facebook group. This has been, this is probably on my um, list of the top most, you know, probably five of the the best gifts I've ever given our kids. And um, in fact, I love it so much for them that I want to get another one, but we only, we have one and I don't think I have another place to hang it, but this is a gift that you can use from kids that are just a year old all the way through, you know, I mean, 20. And um, this summer we had all their friends were on this swing and they were 16 years old. So it's, it's a web swing. Um, I'll post it on our, on our group. Um, if you live where there's snow, be sure and get a, a, a sled if your sled is broken or if you don't um, have one. And um, if you're by the beach, maybe some snorkeling equipment, you know, anything that will get them outside. And there's so many things. I remember another favorite gift um, was this hockey thing that they set up in the street and they started playing that on Christmas day and it was just the hockey sticks with the hockey nets and it was portable and they popped up and lo and behold, within 10 minutes, you have the whole neighborhood out there playing. (laughs) So, um, those kinds of gifts are really good. The ones that they can just jump in right away and start playing. So, um, Mindy, let's talk about number 11, the gifts of acts of service. Yes. I really like this one. Yeah. So can you describe this one? Um, This is going to be something that you're doing to show your child that you care about what's going on in their life and what, um, well, I'm losing my words right now. So <laughs> I'm kind of looking at the ideas because I know the next, these next two kind of go together, but it's not really what you think. It's the acts of service. And, and the reason why I put this one in the little book is because in order for our kids to learn how to have empathy for people yeah. in their life, they have to understand the receiving end of that. They have to understand what it felt like you know, when mom did something really nice for them. Yeah. (laughs) So they can then be like, oh, wow, that felt really good. I'm going to go do that for my friend down the street. And what, what I'm just reminded of really quickly is we had some friends that were having some problems. And my son said, I'm going to make them. And he made them this Russian tea mix. And um, he said, now I have to go deliver it, but we had somewhere to go. So he put it in the car and on the way home, he said, okay, mom, now I'm going over there to give this to them. And I thought that was just so sweet that he cared. Mm-hmm. And I think he cared so much because he remembered me doing this for him. Like when he says he likes something, but what are some other ideas with this one? Um, you know, I love the paint and decorate your child's room. We've done that for, um, birthdays before. I think that's kind of fun just to say, Hey, here's our budget. And we're going to spend a whole Saturday painting and redecorating your room. I mean, there's nothing like it. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Let's see. Mm-hmm. I love this one too. This is so great. Write a letter to your child every Christmas um, or an encouraging note when they're having a bad day. Like what a cool mm-hmm. tradition to start to write your child a letter. Um, right. You know, it's letting them know how much you love them, how proud you are of this past year. Maybe go over kind of like a year in review, you know, and yeah. how you've seen them grow and that type of thing and what to look forward to the, for the new year. Like, I just love that and stick it up in the tree and let it be the last thing that they open. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, you know, I remember, um, a few years ago when our kids were in seventh or eighth grade that one of my friends, um, her husband built a little golf, um, hole in their backyard for their because he loved to play golf. And I'm like, that is so cool that he did that. And I think his son was really impressed and felt very mm-hmm. loved that his dad did that. And it could be something even like building a go-kart together, um, building a model airplane together, you know, doing some of those types of things too, which actually go into our, our last category, which is the gift of your time. Yes. the best. This one's the best. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that, um, the way that, that kids feel love is by spending time with them, period. And it, it yeah. doesn't really matter that much what you're doing as long as you're not distracted on a screen, of course. Um, but that you're focusing on them you're doing something that you both like together, that they like, or even that you like, but um, that you're spending time together. So how do you translate that into something that you can like give for Christmas, Mandy? Well, I love the coupon book idea. That's as old as time. You know, a lot of children love to give coupon books to their parent. You get those cute little ones when they're in kindergarten, but we could do it opposite, you know, just flip the roles and do that for our kiddos and give them a coupon book for special outings, like a trip to get ice cream together, go to the movies or go to the pool, something like that. Um, you know, you could do a regular, regular monthly one-on-one dinner with your children. Um, there's just something, you know, we, both of us have multiple children and I'm sure a lot of people listening, whether Mm -hmm. you have one children or one child or five children, it's, they just love that one-on-one time that they don't have to compete for your attention. Um, what else? Uh, cooking something together, maybe once a week. You know, what about um, doing a long-term project like building a fort in the backyard that is, yeah. you know, just something that dad can do to help, you know, or mom, I'm just saying I'm not as good with the hammer maybe. Then. <laughs> but, you know, to spend time doing a hobby together and there's certain hobbies that are like gifts that just keep giving. Like if you start fishing with your son or daughter. Um, that's just something that you can do the rest of your life, you know, Mm -hmm. but enjoying something together, it doesn't really matter a whole lot what it is, but as long as it's not playing video games together that I know a lot of people think that that's some way that kids bond, but it's, there's so many negatives to it and there's so many risks to it that it's just not worth it. Um, it's sort of like, you know, drinking together, <laughs> having my drinking buddy. I don't think that's appropriate either yeah. for kids. So you have to think about ways to spend time with your kids that are going to actually help their development and help their relationship with you and um, help in ways that you can get to know them better. Um, and so again, we have a, a number of other things listed here for that category. But the conclusion basically um, is that you get creative about your gift giving. Don't think that you have to give your kids um, everything on their list, um, especially if it's screens. You don't have to give them. And if that's all they had have listed on their list, then that's a red flag that they need to be introduced some o- to some other things. They need mm-hmm. to start developing a love for non-tech things and non-tech activities. It is not healthy to always just want more screens and more phone time. So, um, Mandy, let's end our little segment today with, um, what are some things as a mom and, and I don't have, have a list or anything, but what are some things that would be good for you to put on your list? Um, I'll, I'll jumpstart actually. I'll tell you that we are going to have a book club in 21. And so the, um, first book that we're going to do is breaking the trance. So maybe that's a good book that you could put on your Christmas list. Yeah. Can you think of any, anything else that, um, that would help build family traditions? I and mean, one thing that comes to mind is the red plate. Are you familiar with what no. the red plate is? So, no. um, it's a, you are special today. 
is what it says on the plate, and it's red. So if you Google red plate, this could be something that Santa could bring you. Um, we have two of them. We love them, and I use them um, at dinner when someone in the family maybe needs to be recognized for something that happened that day, or um, maybe they won a tournament, or you know something extra good happened. And I use that red plate as a way to recognize um, you know one of the kids. The other thing that I I think is a great Christmas gift is this thing called a birthday. I don't know what it's called, like a birthday calendar, but it's not a calendar. It's, it's a wooden thing. And um, every month it has the months listed across the bottom. And so with little wooden hearts, I put everybody's birthday on there and I hang it each under the month that the birthday is. And so oh. this is the coolest thing. We have this um, in our hall and we even put our kids' friends on there. So they love coming into our house and seeing their birthday hanging on oh, our Oh, that's a good idea. I love that. It makes everybody feel like they're part of our village. Um, but there are some other ideas like that that we will share um, on our on our uh, Screen Strong Families Facebook group. So my mind is just swimming now. I have all these things um, running through my head. But do you have any other final thoughts on gifts that we can end on? Or we- no, I, I mean, I think we have covered so many and there's just so many more in this guide. I wish we had time to go over every single one of them. Um, but just realizing that the giving kids non-tech gifts just pay off so much in the long run. And I just can't even stress that enough after nine months of really scaling back screen time in our home, um, just to watch my boys, like I said earlier, just playing a card game around the table. Like I would have never seen that a year ago ever. And so it's just, just know that the reward is there. Like it seems a little off or you might feel like, oh, I'm going against the flow here and not getting the latest, greatest tech gadget that all my friends or families getting their kids, but your kids are going to do and be so much better off because of it. And you're going to have memories from these, these Christmases. So just stay strong. strong. Yes. And when you have, when you start mixing traditions with it, because when you take the screens away, Mandy, then you have actual time to develop these traditions that are going to build such strong bonds with your kids. And y'all hear me say this all the time, but you, you've got to get your family reattached together. You've got to build this strong family attachment with your kids and Christmas and the holidays and all of this time that we have coming up is such a perfect way to do that. So remember to look into our Screen Strong Challenge. Mandy, thank you so much for joining us today and talking about these wonderful gifts. Um, Don't forget to join our, you know, Facebook group, the Screen Strong Families group. And we hope y'all all enjoyed listening today. Remember, we have your back and we are here to help you. So until next time, stand up for your kids, stand out from the crowd and stay strong. 